What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Sitting Ringside. I am your host, Robert Villa. And as always, my other hosts, my homies, Mark Ambu Miller, David Rodriguez, and Rudazara. How's it going, fellas? What's up? Going good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Huge show tonight, fellas. Uh, Let's not waste any time because they will be jumping on in about 15 minutes. We have our partners at XFN, CEO Dale Cook, and UFC vet ex-heavyweight champion Frank Muir. He's also the color commentator for XFN and the in-ring interviewer. So it's going to be a huge night. Uh, We're going to be talking about XFN 381. Uh, But before we get to uh, that, let's go ahead and give our shout outs as always. HKA USA. Please go to our website at fightbookmma.com. Click on the HKA USA tab. Purchase some stuff from them. They support fighters. And uh, they show a lot of love to us as well. Also, if you're into betting, go to raisedbet.com. Use our promo code FIGHTBOOK with a capital F and a capital B, and you'll get some good, good perks. Also, shout out to our partners that we are going to be live streaming about 
four events uh, Saturday night live on FightBookMMA.com. MMA TV, shout out to them. Also to uh, Fight TV and our homies over there at Chop Heads MMA. Our boy Tommy out there is uh, holding the fort down. They show love to us as well, so uh, as they should. <laughs> so head, head out to them and to all our partner promotions, especially to XFN. Um, it's going to be a huge night for Fightbook MMA tomorrow night. Uh, so, yeah, go check them out. It's going to be live on UFC Fight Pass. A lot of events happening this weekend. We have about 14 events in the MMA, kickboxing, grappling, Muay Thai category. All right, <laughs> let's break this down. As I said, live on UFC Fight Pass, Fight Book MMA is going to be covering this event, XFN 381. Boo, boo. I was <laughs> expecting you to do the like the, the micro machine guy going really fast and talking really fast. <laughs> <laughs> sound like one of them, them fucking uh, those guys from them, them uh, the auctioneers. Yeah, an auctioneer. The there you go. Yeah, we got Bellator 282, 2022, 2022, That would have been badass. Two fighting series one, that would have been All right, uh, so Bellator 282 is happening tomorrow mm -hmm. as well, June 24th. Uh, uh the PFL 5. B2 Fighting Series 167. That's going to be streaming live on Fightbook MMA. So go check it out there. Cage Warriors 140 on the 25th. Level Fight League 5 also live on Fightbook MMA. This is our stream, our own stream that's, that Fightbook MMA website is going to be streaming. It's not through fight tv or anything like that this is our personal stream that we have going on with uh, mma tv fight tv uh also uh road to contenders on. was going to be streaming live but that's not going to happen anymore so um i don't know what happened with that event uh, so it's not going to be streaming on on fightbook but almighty fighting championship 26 also streaming live on fightbook mma and on the 25th muay thai mayhem live also on Fight Book MMA. On Fight, Urban Fight Night 30, Front Row Fight Club 1, Brawl by the Falls, also streaming live on Fight, which you can also find it at Fight Book mm -hmm. MMA. B2 Fighting Series 168, uh, Kentucky Fight, uh, Night 2, also streaming live on Fight, and Absolute MMA Ignited, also live on Fight. And of course, UFC on ESPN 38, live on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Now for the boxing, we have about five events. So not a lot happening in the boxing uh, uh, realm uh, on the 23rd, which is tonight. Celebrity Championship Boxing Battle of the Stars. Uh, that's going to be live on fight. In uh, Kissimmee, Florida, it's going to be a title fight. Jonathan Gonzalez versus Mark Anthony Barriga. Uh, it's going to be a 12-rounder fighting for Gonzalez's WBO Junior flyweight title. In Baja California, Mexico, live on ESPN+. Plus. Hecky Butler versus Elwin Soto. On June 25th in San Antonio, Texas, title fight. Okay, <clears throat> so this event's going to have one, two, three, four title fights. Hmm. That's a lot of title fights for one night. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, this is going to be live in uh, San, Anto San Antonio, Texas. 
The first title fight is Jesse Rodriguez Franco versus Shrisaket Sor Runs Vizzle. <laughs> the shizzle. 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 Uh, they're, fight <laughs> they're fighting for Rodriguez WBC Junior Bantamweight title. The next title fight Murich John Akhmadalia versus Ronnie Rios. They're fighting for Akhmadalia's IBF Junior Featherweight title and a WBA Super Junior Weight title. The next title fight is Julio Cesar Martinez versus McWilliams Arroyo. They're fighting for Martinez's WBC flyweight title. And the last title fight is Jessica McCaskill versus Alma Ibarra. They're fighting for McCaskill's WBC, IBF, WBA, and WBO women's welterweight titles. And last but not least on the 26th, we have Too Mad to Box live on fight. That's a shit ton of events. Mm -hmm. And David, what do we always say to our fans? Yeah, and if all the events Roberto just mentioned, if you're not watching, tweeting about every round by round, minute by minute, especially XFN Fight Night 381 taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow night, you're just not a real fight fan. Yeah, and, and if you're not doing the Fuck It Friday challenges by Dana White every Friday and eating the whole damn thing, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you lose your fight fan pass. <laughs> you lose the badge of honor. The yeah. yeah, especially that the badge of honor is. <laughs> yeah, but XFN Extreme Fight Night 381 that's happening tomorrow night, and we actually uh, have our guests waiting. Let's um, go! Let's, let's go! go. Let's, let's get them on. Let's yes, let's get these bad boys on. Hello, hello, Mr. Dale Cook and Frank Near. Welcome to Sitting Ringside. Really do appreciate uh, you uh, having a little bit of time out of your busy schedules to uh, jump on tonight. How's it going, fellas? It's great. We just got through weighing in uh, 24 fighters. Everybody made weight. It's good for tomorrow night. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dale, uh, it's a huge event. And for Frank as well, this is going to be a huge event for uh, XFN 381. Uh, we have the the tournament, the kickboxing tournament that's happening. We also have a, a about five or six uh, MMA events. Um, Frank, we got your daughter making her US and XFN debut, which is a huge deal for everyone. Um, so let's jump on the uh, the fight card. Uh, uh, let's let's start with you, uh, Frank. Uh, how uh, how excited are you about uh, Bella making her uh, US and XFN debut? Oh, I'm super excited. Uh, I couldn't be happy about having our debut, having here with you, Mr. Cook, and Dale's uh, show, just how from day one, I've been working here for about six years now, yeah. uh, how just professional he's been with all the fighters. I've, I've seen him. I've been involved in situations that he's had to put out some fires and how he's conducted himself and how he's, you know, represents the world of martial arts. Uh, he's one of the few uh, promoters that actually you know, just lives that warrior mindset. So Bella actually was even the one pushing the case more than I was, because you know, I never really wanted to push her to fight. When we were talking about her fighting before she stepped out from college, she's like, I really want to fight for uh, Dale. I'm like, all right, well, you know, if you want it to happen, I'll make the phone call. And sure enough, there you go. She took up and said, hey, you know, Bella wants to find the card. He was happy to have her on. And, and has been, you know, extremely, I mean, even in that situation, making adjustments of what we can do that, because I'm commentating tomorrow night, uh, you know, Jimmy Flick's here, he's helping out, he's gonna actually call the first two fights, which is 
Bella's the second one, you know, even though with a headline, marquee fights on the card. Uh, we put her early in the program because there's just no way I'm going to be able to call fights and commentate while my daughter's in the back warming up. So I would have to step down and not be a part of the show to help her. And, you know, and I enjoy commentating being there. So this is a, he's, he's afforded us a, a really rare opportunity where, you know, I'll be in the back for the first fight, you know, warming her up. Obviously, I'll be in the corner for the second fight and then do the jump back on the comms and be part of the show. And, yeah. and that's so cool because Frank is such an incredible addition to Extreme Fight Night. Is I think he's one of the best commentators in the business, and he can do MMA and kickboxing equally as well. And he's been a blessing and a great friend uh, to me personally, but also to Extreme Fight Night and what we're doing on UFC Fight Pass. So to have Bella fight just is uh, kind of over the top, you know, but I, I, I really think um, – I think it's going to be an exciting matchup with Jessica Link. She's a tough gal. And I watched her last fight, which was a bare knuckle MMA fight. And it was a bloody mess. And she survived. She's not supposed to be able to be a ground fighter. She survived on the ground for four and a half minutes. And there's no way she didn't come to lose. So I, I'm thinking it's going to be kind of fun. Yeah, she definitely doesn't fold down from anything we're studying or watching her, breaking her down. You know, I mean, obviously, there's the physical attributes as far as skill sets that people bring. But also, too, as a coach, you kind of look at people's mind. Okay, well, how are they going to react in certain situations when they get, you know, when this stimulation hits? What's going to be their, you know, what's going to be their stance on it? And uh, we definitely noticed that, you know, look in that last fight, she was very rarely, if ever, in a good position on the ground. And uh, you know, some girls were, and guys, people, when they do that, they look for a way out. You know what I mean? Like, all right, it's not my day. They quit, you know, and they just, they, you know, they, they might not tap, but they tap. You know what I mean? They fold up, they get a couple of extra punches thrown at them. They don't move. Referee says move, and you know they stop the fight. You know, so the, the the unspoken tap, right? You know, uh, and you can see the whole time. You know, she was uh, you know a little outskilled in that matchup as far as when it came to groundwork. The girl knew not to stand on her feet with her. Uh, uh, she never once had any inclination of quitting. So that's one thing I told Bella is like, hey, you know, she's another girl that you just we're no, she's not going to stop. So we either have to, you know, it's one of those situations where you either have to break it or put her to sleep. You know, what I mean? to get this fight. Yeah, and that that's pretty awesome that uh, you know she's got uh, you know you Frank uh, there in the corner and um, and I'm sure you were there with her fight camp and showing her the some tricks of the trade that you've learned in all the years that you've been you know fighting and uh, especially on the ground game. I mean, you're just a G on the ground. I mean, we just love watching you you know fight and um, and I'm sure she's picked up a lot of uh, of your habits and which is which is good you know and I'm sure she's got her own little you know moves of her own and um and i think this is going to play a huge factor with this fight especially you know uh, fighting a a, a a female like jessica link like dale said you know she's a bare knuckle fighter so you know that's a whole different realm of, of fighting especially bare knuckle mma that right there is like that's intense so yeah a lot of people that do mma that fight they don't do bare knuckle you say hey you want to do bare knuckle i've been in there i stand there in the gym uh, we're all having discussions, and I've seen some pretty tough guys and girls when they get the question, hey, you want to jump over to a bare knuckle MMA or a bare knuckle? Yeah, I think I'm busy that weekend. Well, I because, you know, working with uh, Malky and stuff, you know, obviously, uh, first-round management, you know, having that, uh, Lori Basketball's, you know, uh, show, I was like, uh, I, you know, hey, guys, spots opening up, you guys want to jump on it? And more often than not, people say no. So for Jessica to be that type of person, she came. Shows that you know, 
her mental fortitude strong, which we need that. I don't want someone from Bella to go out there and just fold on her. Bella is a phenom, you know, and she said, she trains at the PI at UFC and they did her fitness test. She's the strongest, fastest girl in the UFC. There's nobody stronger wow. than ever did. She's yeah. the most explosive athlete they have. She beat everybody's numbers. If it's a female and it's signed with the UFC and trains at PI, she's stronger than they are. And it just flat out. So it just shows you the athletic prowess that Bella brings and that her mental toughness is just unreal and second to none. Today, cutting weight was an incredible, you know, testament to that, watching her. And uh, so I want someone who can fight against her. You know, we train a lot of hours, a lot of times put in this. If we walk out there, she just runs someone over in five seconds. It's kind of a waste of time. And I think that actually mm -hmm. her as a fighter. I don't want my fighters, I don't want my students to have that easy going, you know. It's no, you know, a couple okay fights is one thing, but you know, you just run people over, false sense of security, overconfidence. Uh, I think it kills your, your, your ambition, you know. You know, uh, you know, uh, adversity, adversity and, and, and suffering creates hunger, it makes you know that fight. I love that saying. I think Bella is one of the most interesting stories in MMA today. I'm proud that XFN is going to be a part of that. We're going to get to watch it unfold live and exclusive on UFC Bypass tomorrow night. That's yeah, amazing. I, I was wondering about the uh, the corner situation, too. Frank and Dell, thanks again for joining us at Fightbook MMA, getting ringside. But Jimmy Flick, it's only right that Sand Springs own Jimmy's going to be calling the first two fights. So that's amazing. Uh, Jimmy's a great friend of a uh, fight book MMA. One of my favorite uh, flyweight fighters. Uh, you know, I know he, you know, his career cut short, uh, his retirement situation, but always a fan. And I'm, I'm excited to know that he is going to be indeed be calling the, the first two fights out the gate with you, Frank, uh, in your daughter's corner, man. He was a XFN champion in the Bantamweight division before he made it to UFC. Yeah, and, yeah you called his fight, as a matter of fact. And uh, he, a couple of them. He's a, he's a tough guy. And, they, you know, I don't think his career is really over. You know, no, I think I we will see him back. I, I really do. That's a, um, you know. But Jimmy's one of those guys that he, he dances to the sound of his own drummer. And I respect him for that. And, he, you know, he's got a family, he's got a real job, and he's got, a, you know, he, he looks at things um, realistically. But, uh, you know, I think he'll be back. I really do. But um, I, he did a local show uh, a couple of months ago, and I got to hear him do some commentary, and I was very impressed how he carried himself. He looks good in a suit. And, yeah, and he really did a good job. That, that blue yeah, suit so, was nice. You know, so yeah. Right past was telling me that, uh, you know, they were doing some uh, fun stuff with Jimmy. And... Uh, is there any chance I could have him to the fights? I said, I just hired him to be, you know, do a commentary while, while Frank's uh, taking care of business. So worked out beautifully. He's an interesting guy. He'll add some, uh, he'll add some uh, character uh, to, the, to the broadcast. Especially. He's like Bryce fight. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, if, if you know, when Jimmy, uh, obviously he's going to do great tomorrow. I mean, Frank can, you know, say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take a little vacation and have Frank take over or uh, uh, Jimmy take over. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Frank. <laughs> Rudy, you got anything? How, how's it feel, man, to, to see your daughter fighting, um, doing what you've been doing for most of your life, man? Well, I want all my children to be martial arts. You know, all my kids train. Uh, as far as doing it professionally, uh, no, I didn't want it to. Just, it's like being a musician. Is music good for you? Yeah. Is anybody going to argue that if you know how to play a musical instrument, it won't enrich in your life, help you out of it? 
you know, neurologically. I mean, there's all these ad, uh, attributes that will help you. It doesn't mean your parents want you to quit going to school and, and jump in and be, join a band, right? And that's kind of <laughs> how I look at professional fighting for every, you know, band member out there, every musician who made it. You know what I mean? There's countless that did it. And there's just, a, it's scary being a professional fighter because, you know, you get the cold at the wrong time. Uh, flu, you know, you, you roll an ankle, you bust your hand, you get the wrong injury. There's a lot of factors besides even trying to fight the person in front of you that can go into whether you have a successful career or not and make money. At it. So, uh, you know, it wasn't my first choice, but uh, Bella wants it. And then, you know, if anything, you want your kids to be happy, right? right. Do something they love and be able to make money at it. It's a dream for me, for all my children. I want them to love what they do and make money at it. And Bella with fighting, you know, with what Rhonda did for the, you know, UFC and and put yeah. in women's MMA, you know, once that happened and I saw that, you know, the money that she could make, I relinquished uh, my, uh, you know, my, my assault on it. I was like, oh, you know what? I give up. I might as well jump apart and be a part of the team and guide you the right way. And then keep constantly trying to say no. I didn't dig my heels in. So you know, I made my point, I made her point, she won. So that's what we're here. And I, I did hear recently the story too, Frank, about how much uh, uh, Daniel Cormier, he will be inducted to the Hall of Fame, I believe, next week. But he had a big influence on her uh, wrestling at Iowa, right, and not uh, Oklahoma. Uh, not so much. I think it was more actually, you know, what really sailed it for us was actually a uh, uh, coach, uh, uh, Clarissa Shield, uh, 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 coach from Iowa. You know, I'm sorry, I'm trying to blame my brain. Um, uh, Chun, sorry, and she. Uh, uh, her personality just fit Bella so well. In fact, actually, I didn't think Iowa because of the, the Brands Brothers. I was like, oh, mentality-wise, I was trying to think of personality-wise where Bella would fit well. And uh, I thought John Smith, you know, like an Oklahoma-type college would have been much more fitting for her style, for her mindset. But uh, when, uh, when when Clarissa Chunk came involved and I saw her personality and the way she carried herself and the way her and Bella interacted, I was like, oh, this is the school we need to be. That's awesome. Now, um, having Bella on the card and, and having the, the, the tournament, uh, you know, unfolding, Dale, um, can you talk to us a little bit about this, uh, this uh, tournament and uh, to see who's the real king of, the, of, the, of this uh, venture that you've you know, been putting on with XFN? Yeah, well, with, you know, with Glory, you know, they came through. God love them. I did some promotions with them. I, I wish anybody well doing kickboxing. I want them to do well. But, you know, they came through and signed up a whole lot of American fighters and then never got them any fights and didn't let them fight for other folks. And it just uh, made for a dead end. And uh, so I decided to focus on uh, on kickboxing tournaments and uh, giving a, a platform for American fighters to do their thing. And this is really a culmination of several tournaments. So all four of the guys fighting tomorrow night have won tournaments this year or early or late last year on UFC mm -hmm. Fight Pass. So these are the final four guys. They're going to come in and do this thing until one guy's left standing. And I think there'll be very little doubt who's the king of the heavyweight strikers here in the United States after tomorrow night. And we'll see where we go from there. But I think uh, I love following the K-1 formula. You know, everybody today, when they talk about great strikers, they talk about K-1. And, man, that was the heyday when Master Ishii was doing K-1 and 60,000 fans packing stadiums for an event that's on free TV. And uh, so I think that was the that was the formula, and I think that's the niche kickboxing needs. And that's what I sold the UFC Fight Pass is that 
kickboxing is a great sport and it needs it needs a niche and the tournament is the deal and we're trying to follow that k1 formula where you have tournaments throughout the year qualify guys to fight in the final and this is our final and i'm expecting fireworks yeah same here because the guys that are going to be fighting whoo, those those boys can bring it uh, well you got the you got the local kid hayes wilson that, that mm -hmm. knows well spent a lot of time with the, he's the kind of guy that can get dropped and then he can get up off the deck and knock you out and he's <laughs> got the, that heart that will to win and he's going to have a hometown crowd um he's got a tough first round matchup and six foot eight darian abby who won a tournament earlier this year um and, and you know that reach advantage that's something frank that Hayes is used to have being the short guy, right? But he finds a way to win. And that matchup will be great, though. And then the second semifinal is a popular Oklahoma City fighter, fought in glory, Demorio Dennis, who won our last tournament, get here. And uh, he's taken on Hefe Hodges, a guy who won an eight-man tournament, get here. Hefe's uh, maybe, to me, the hardest hitter of, of the group. And that matchup is going to be great. The two survivors will fight at the end of the night. And uh, We've got some great fights in between there, uh, uh, including two Daniel Cormier protégés that are both undefeated, Nick Piccinini at 135 and Jacoby Smith at 170. And I'll tell you what, those guys were hard to match. Nobody's <laughs> waving their hand begging, please let me fight one of those guys. But <laughs> Piccinini in particular has a tough fight. He's fighting undefeated Sean Gustafsson. Sean has a, a, a background as a wrestler. But he's also uh, been a, a kickboxer. So put those two together, he's probably more well-rounded. Uh, but I'm not taking nothing away from pitching in his wrestling. That'll be a great fight. Could be fight of the night. That's awesome. Man, what a, what an event that uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, it's it's going to be huge, especially, the, you know, uh, the kickboxing tournament. I, I love kickboxing. So that's going to be uh, amazing. And of course, you know, we're going to see Bella Mir making her U.S. debut, That's which is going to be incredible. Top, Hell awesome, yeah. Bro. Yeah. Even though she's the second fight of the night, it's, I mean, come on. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. It's going to be dope. Mark, you got anything? I just find it awesome that I get to, after watching Frank my whole life, now I get to watch his daughter perform. So I just find it really cool. And I cannot wait to see her performing in the States now. And it's going to be great to see. Right on. You got anything else, uh, fellas, for, for Frank and for Dale? Because I know they got a busy night tonight. Yeah, no, thank you guys for making the time. I mean, I know the, the weigh-ins just concluded, right? Because I know, you know, you said everybody's yeah. made weight. Uh, all the fights are intact, still the 10 fight card. And amazing talent, uh, great mix of uh, kickboxing and martial arts. So excited to, to see everybody perform tomorrow. Uh, you know, tickets are still available out there if everybody's watching or listening. Uh, go to fightbookmma.com. Uh, you know, Dale, um, where, where else can we uh, we expect to see you take the show uh, as far as uh, Tulsa? Is there any chance Albuquerque may be in the works in the future? <laughs> you guys have casinos in New Mexico? Hell <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we, might need to, we might need to talk to it. I might need to yeah, fly out we, there. We got plenty of casinos out here. We got a couple of casinos out here that you can uh, put us some 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 awesome awesome events uh you know, lion fight uh, lion fight did a uh an event out here about 45 minutes to where i live and that casino is cherry yeah and i think so bkfb I, I, is making uh they're coming to albuquerque too there's a venue in rio rancho uh, in yeah. uh oh uh oh they froze 
I think they froze a little bit here. Hear us at least? Oh, yeah, we got you. We got you. you. Okay. I was just going to say it's cool to expand them and go to other markets, but I I watched my friend Scott Coker build Strikeforce right in one arena in one city, and he went Uh all the way to building Ronda Rousey and, uh, you know, having some unbelievable uh, fighters. And I'm following that format first before I branch out. You know, I want that sturdy foundation. And uh, then we'll see about going elsewhere. But yeah, I know this cool. going to Vegas is out of the question. It's they pay <laughs> promoting in Vegas way too expensive. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. But I did used to do fights uh, at the Plaza Hotel in downtown Vegas. In fact, Chuck Liddell fought for uh, XFN back way back before there was a UFC in in Las Vegas. So I've yeah. done that that game before. But uh, we have casinos here in Oklahoma now. <laughs> <laughs> that a hey, wherever works right wherever it works that, that's where you got to stick man <laughs> right on well if the if nobody on the panel here has any more questions for them guys, um do you, uh do you think bella were ever wear a, a vintage mirror jitsu shirt out to out to the uh, cage at all you wear what now sir? a vintage mirror jitsu shirt possibly you know uh, especially now with the way that i do mixed martial arts and i'm, I'm a coach and I'm with Syndicate as one of the coaches. And I have, uh, I, my mind, I'm sure you guys will hear me commentate. My, I'm very uh, strategic in everything I do. Everything has a place, every movement, every footwork, every step, everything, you know, a kinetic chain of energy and how we step and push our feet. Um, so uh, everything that Bella does is a lot of, is, is often my style from comes in. And so, uh, you know, we always make jokes because uh, I'm, like, oh, I'm formalizing a lot of things that other people do in pieces here and there, but I don't think a lot of people articulate it through like basically like you know what Eddie Bravo did for jiu-jitsu I'm doing for MMA and that's what our version of it near jitsu is is the MMA program punching kicking knee and takedowns all the thing and how and what why properly do it you know the, the, the actual biological alignment of the body you know so yeah I guess for the short version yeah she will <laughs> yeah. that's awesome <laughs> right on well Dale Frank thanks so much for uh, uh spending time with us and uh you know y'all are gonna have an amazing event tomorrow i know our boy uh, arlo jumper is gonna be there cage side covering the event so we will have uh, those results uh by tomorrow night if not first thing early saturday morning um we really do appreciate the the opportunity to be able to talk to y'all and uh obviously it's not going to be the last time we'll have you guys back on for the next event and talk about that and uh, we really do appreciate it uh any last words that y'all want to uh, give? Uh, any shout outs to anybody? Uh, the floor is yours, fellas. I just want to say I appreciate the partnership that we have with Fight Book MMA. Love being on the show. This is the uh, second time I've been on. It's been a blast. Mm-hmm. Look forward to more. Hey, guys. I, I really appreciate everybody really being excited to see my daughter fight. You know, uh, Something she loves to do. And like I said, you know, you want your kids to find something they love and make money at it. The fact that everybody is really entertained by wanting to watch her come out and giving her attention. Uh, you guys have helped me out with that. So I'm very proud of seeing how the world's taken her on. Is, uh, is, I couldn't be happier as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Have a good night. Uh, we will see you all uh, live tomorrow night on USC Fight Pass. And uh, can't wait. Can't wait to see the event. Thank Have you. a good night, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Ooh. <laughs> That's great. Going in. Yeah. There we go.
Is he lagging off? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Heavyweight champion of UFC, Frank Mir and Balamir making that debut. So yep. if you don't know already, UFC Fight Pass, get your subscription if you haven't already got it. XFN Fight Night 381, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Look for that Fight Book MMA logo plastered all around the place. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What a interview, guys. That was awesome to have Frank and Dale back again onto the show. Um, you know, it's always I fun to have too, uh, I mean, Yeah, on, yeah. The, on the eve of their event, as promised, uh, very proper and they're they're busy. Frank's got uh, commentating duties, cornering duties. Dale's got all the duties and uh, holding a lot of hats up in Tulsa. So two legends, man. So it's yeah, man. Taking, taking their time, taking t- yeah. some time out of their, their evening. Without, yeah. um, which is, I'm pretty sure it's been a really busy, hectic day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, for sure, man. Taking the time to get on here and, and shoot the shit with us for a little while. Would have loved, loved it if we could worst. have them on, you know, a whole hour. That'd be cool just to. Un- just, yeah. just to hang un- out. <laughs> Yeah, to hang out. That was awesome. Last time we had Dale on, we were we, we had him on for a while. It was fun. Yeah, we did. Well, we were scheduled with Dale for only about uh, 15, 20 minutes. And what we right. were like, what, for a whole hour? Maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait, man. I can't wait for this event tomorrow. I'm, I'm not going to miss it at all. I'm going to watch from the first fight to the end because that tournament that they're going to put on, Ooh, man, these guys are fucking beasts. Yeah, um, the, at, the mix, too, like that guy was mentioning, Dale, like the mix of kickboxing and MMA, like, you know, the common MMA watcher, like, hasn't really, if you're, if you're not really hardcore, you don't enjoy the kickboxing, like you said, Rob, and uh, Dale, just the legend himself, and, uh, you know, the mix that he provides in his cards and just the entertainment, man, like, you will not be disappointed. You know, you tune in, uh, you, you, if, if this is the first uh, XFX card you're going to catch, <laughs> You're in for a treat, and especially with Hell that, like, yeah. you said, is like the cherry on top, man. Mm-hmm. Having Frank on was definitely super. Yeah, nice that was cool. awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Frank fucking yeah. Mir, bro. One of my favorite <laughs> fighters of yeah. all time, man. Um, I hear you, Rudy. Watching this guy and just idolizing him. Um, I have a picture with him from 2011. Now I get to fucking have my. Now I got to be on the show with him. So that was just. It was cool, man. For me, that was just cool. cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on the show. You can be able to do this. Don't so cry. it was awesome Don't for me. Cry. I'm not gonna just. It was. You have no idea how starstruck I was and how much it meant to me. So. Yeah. No. This it's, is awesome. It's, it's, you know, it's like the last uh, big fighter that we had on the show. You know, he like he said, we're just human. We're just on TV fighting. Yeah. But you know. He just happens to take limbs. That's all. Yo, yeah. Yeah. He he takes limbs and he has them hanging in his closet. <laughs> yep. I wanted yeah, to ask him, dude. I, I wanted to to bring up a. Uh, but it felt a little, a little inappropriate. But I wanted to bring up an incident that he had, an incident that he had back in 2013 during a UFC International Fight Week. They were in uh, in Moscow, Russia, at some some club. I forget what it's called. Um, but him and it's supported. It's purported that him and John Jones got in an altercation at a casino. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do remember that happening. Yeah, it funny. happened at the Maxim yeah. Bar in Moscow. <laughs> so, look, I'm uh, everybody would happen. Now, I wanted to ask him about this because I, I, I was looking at it. And I'm like, dude, this looks so fake. <laughs> but and there's a couple of sites saying that they got in a fight, and it looked so fake. I want to ask him, was that real or not? I've never seen a, a definitive answer. 
you know. Well, if we get a uh, we get Frank on next time, we'll have an extended uh, interview and we'll go in depth into the archives into the. I mean, that was a golden era of the UFC right there with mm-hmm. Frank still active, Jones still running with people at two hundred five. So very interesting take though, Rudy. Because yeah, uh, yeah, now, bro, I gotta find a way to to you know to bring our boy John Jones in in the mix every yeah. single week. Yeah. <laughs> One but, uh, but back to the mm-hmm. MMA, uh, I know we had Dale and Frank jump on. Uh, UFC Austin happened last week, and uh, I think Tyler King and I made a big mistake by not taking that three-hour drive down to Austin as it was probably one of the better cars I've seen in a long, long time. Bro, this this event that happened last week from the beginning fight to the end, dude, fucking 10. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it is rare that I give a ten on a card. That is very rare. Yeah. You, I think we don't give tens often. Rudy was UFC uh, Fight Night Austin better than UFC Singapore in your opinion? Oh yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. This event, this event delivered from start to finish, bro. It was just like finish after finish. There was a split decision. I mean, there was like three finishes in a row. A split decision, another, another two finishes, and then another decision. So the females kind of just, but they were good fights. You know, th- those fights were yeah. good. I, I think the sandwich fight of the night actually went to the main event. Oh, God, no. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, and, and not to say that, that that main event was boring, but comparatively speaking to all the other fights, it just yes. didn't stack up, man. It, it was good. Um, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it was a great fight. Don't get me wrong. It's just, man, uh, five rounds. You kind of want to see a finish, you know. Especially for the mm-hmm. main event, considering the whole the whole event was just finish after especially, finish, right? Especially who was main eventing. Yeah, somebody should have finished somebody. Mm-hmm. Not not had, not uh, go to a split decision. Yeah, I had Calvin Cater winning the fight though. I, don't, I mean, I'm Me not too. gonna die on the hill with that. You know what I mean? Because I way I scored it, like I think one two five uh, or one two four Calvin Cater. You know what I mean? And then the rest, the other two rounds were close. You know what I mean? Like rewatching the fight, you kind of get a. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it was very close. Josh Emmett took a lot of damage, man. Usually it's Calvin Cater taking a lot of damage, giving a lot of damage. But uh, at the end of that fight, uh, Calvin Cater, you know, looked like he he definitely put it on Josh Emmett. And no knock to Josh Emmett, man. Like he kind of put himself in that position where he's one of those guys that's in title talks. Like we mentioned last week, there's not many other fighters that are there that Volkanovski hasn't beat. Um, I think he could wait it out and. Uh, fight for the bell after Volkanovski and Max settled their deal in about a month or so. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, man. I, I don't think he won that fight. I think Calvin Cater, what, lost maybe round two and three? I mean, if you maybe, look at the fight yeah. stats, he, he, he fucking, he outstruck this dude. Not by a whole huge of a margin, but it it's definitely something you can you can see when you look at the fight stats and numbers, man. Um, he clearly won that fight. But whatever. Yeah. It, it was a great fight, you know, and Maybe that's another reason why, you know, that fight wasn't so great for me. It just I didn't like the way they gave that to, to Emmett. But it is yeah. what, what it is, man. Yeah. It's still the event. Dude. Even with that, it was a ten, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, look what Calvin was doing with his jab. I mean, he was making Emmett's eye look like shit. So it like those, a, those... It, it got put through a meat grinder. 
Yeah, man, those strikes counted, and and that's where I don't know why the split decision, man, and and even if it was, you know, the way it did end as a split decision, should have given it to uh, to Cater, easy, not to have it. Yeah. Oh, and correction, like I said earlier, I said a month from now, UFC two seventy six is actually closer than that. I forgot it's the uh, um, um, international fight week, right? Cannoneer yeah. and uh, so it's a super stack card that's on deck. But uh, man, it's every card's gonna be compared to UFC Austin, man. Like unbelievable performance from Kevin Holland. He went in there and uh, and brought it. You know, he came through, man. Tim Means is a tough customer. Been on the show. I mean, I've been a fan of Tim Means since day one. Coming into this fight, I was kind of you know, of course I'm gonna lean Tim Means, but Kevin Holland, no knock to that guy. He kind of earned himself. Like he's in Diaz talks now. Like he's already accepted the fight. Will we see Kevin Holland fight? Nate Diaz. That's like that's a possibility that we didn't think of previously. That <laughs> fight didn't And what's awesome, what the UFC did, is who they gave the bonuses to. They well, gave yeah. they gave out a shit ton of bonuses. Dana White said, "You know what? Fuck it. Whoever won by knockout, they're <laughs> gonna get a bonus." There is just that's too fair. many. There is just too many finishes on the card. Like the um. What is that meme with Oprah or everybody she's screaming? Like everybody gets a bonus, right? Or just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a bonus, and you, get... <laughs> you know. But hey, um... man, uh, the, the gate was a huge gate, and uh, the fighters definitely deserved those bonuses, man. Like for sure, it started off with uh, Phil Haas earning like the first bonus, I believe. With yeah, I, mean, I was gonna Haas. say, bro, that that for me was beat down of the night, bro. That was a Dude. fucking beating. Man, he beat his ass like he owed him some money. Like Phil Hall, <laughs> yeah, like what's a, wrong with uh, you, man? Yeah, it was criminal there. But a Deron win, he showed that toughness. But if that's the only highlight of the fight or anything you could say about a guy, like that's not a good thing. It's it, super tough. It looked I like an older brother to... beating his little brother for like taking his <laughs> fucking, you know, yeah. his, his blizzard out of the freezer. <laughs> Undersized for sure. I think Deron win, whether it's a tough weight cut to um, 170. Uh, 85, he's a little bit small, man. But Phil Haas went in there and meant business. And nearly Daniel Cormier nearly got in th- uh, two fights that night. But Phil Haas, he I think his he was, ass uh, like he was talking shit about his mom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the fight after that, like Eddie Wineland was, uh, got fucking folded. Oh, oh I think we've seen dude. that. Coming. I think I called that last week. Man. But, Low-key highlight of the night was uh, Daniel Cormier calling out uh, Brendan Fitzgerald arguing about a uh, barbecue, Texas barbecue. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and Daniel, Daniel Cormier, like, barbecue. getting on uh, Phil Hawes' ass, bro. They were, like, having words and shit. Yeah. Oh, Daron wins uh, DC's uh, a teammate or so. Yeah. And DC kept on, uh, like, his voice was cracking all night. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Does he have the Rona? <laughs> He was well, speaking, tired. Of, speaking of beatings, Adrian Yanez going in there, and I don't know if, which was better or worse, the Phil Haas beat down or Adrian Yanez going in there. And I mean, even the UFC uh, staff, I heard, I read an article today that they were telling him to beat Tony Kelly's ass. So that's how bad it was. Yeah, man. Adrian Yanez, dude. What, what, a, what a fucking knockout. He's going to be in line for title talks. Uh, top yep. 10 the Jeremiah Wells knockout week. was crazy. And so was the Ricardo yeah. Hamos, dude. The uh, the spinning elbow. Oh, yeah. That, that shit, but. 
dude, that was sick. And he just said, fuck it, I'm going to close my eyes and throw that spinning elbow. That's like the third <laughs> the third one he's landed and finished the fight. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's crazy that he has three like spinning back elbow knockouts. And I heard him in an interview that he just he trained it so much. And uh, he's of course, he's going to throw that technique out there. But to land it in two separate fights, three fights total, and get a finish, unbelievable, man. But deserving mm-hmm. of a bonus, man. That was some wicked stuff there. Yep. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see, who else, man? But fight of the night mm-hmm. for me was uh, the Ismagulov-Kudeladze fight. Which I said would be fight of the night, but um. Oh, dude, those guys were going ham on each other, man. Yeah, it's hard to kill both, and I, I knew yeah. it was that type of way. But Isma Gulov is a guy to just totally watch out for, man. He's deadly at 155, and that's a 55 division where we know the names at the top. And this guy, low key, may in fact be matched up against some top killers soon, sooner than later, hopefully. Dude, what about Gregory Rodriguez, man? Man, you know what? They, yeah, if Kevin Holland, <laughs> if he wants to stay active, Kevin Holland, and he goes back to 85, imagine the RoboCop trailblazer. Oh, bro, RoboCop. RoboCop would murder him, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Kevin Holland stays at 70, though. So, but uh, yeah. Gregory Rodriguez is nasty, man. Like, they could, I mean, him and Phil Hawes, I don't know. There's some great matchups for him at 185. Dude, and we had, and, and we all said that, uh, I don't know if, it, I don't remember who all picked uh, Julian Marcus, because I know I did. I picked him. I want, I picked him too. I don't know if David, did you pick Julian also? I did, and he always Yeah, so we all, we, uh, we all picked Julian, and fucking Robocop just comes and. <laughs> Murked him, bro. Well, that's just... the definition of murking. <laughs> yeah, he did. Joaquin Buckley and Ro- uh, Robocop. That's perfect matchmaking right there. Joaquin Buckley and Robocop. That would be a good matchup, bro. Yeah. That would be. I think it happens. It's probably. You know what? I bet you it is going to happen. We always call the fights. Yeah, remember We always call the fights and they always happen two, three months (laughs) down the line, you know? Um, yeah, so so real quick, I'm gonna do the uh, the fight of the night was awarded to Josh Emmett versus uh, Calvin Cater. Um, yeah, they were fight of the night. Uh, let's see here if my computer can fucking hurry the fuck up, man. <laughs> I was you know I was really impressed with Maria Olvera, dude, against Gloria De Paula. She was yeah. the, the underdog in that fight, and she came out just swinging and banging, bro. This chick wanted mm-hmm. to win. And mm-hmm. it, it seemed like real basic shit that she was doing, but yeah, she was just consistent. She never stopped, and I was impressed, yeah. man. Um, even yep. though it was a decision win for her, uh, yeah, that's that's one chick I'm I'm not gonna bet against again. Yep. Uh, so performance of the of the night was awarded to Kevin Holland, Joaquin Buckley, Gregory Rodriguez, Adrian Yanez, Jeremiah Wills, Ricardo Ramos, Cody Stingman, Phil Haas, and Roman Dolizzi. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Roman yeah. opened it up with a KO. Making it rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. That's been the most that I've ever seen as mm-hmm. a performance of the night wins for any type of bonus. Hopefully it's a continuing trend, though. This is a big gate. Singapore was a big gate. I think he off- Dana White gave a lot of bonuses out there. It's a great thing. It's a great trend. The more the fighters getting paid, especially if they get a finish, get the win bonus to get the finish. Why the hell not, man? You see, makes it. Hell I, they they, yeah, they do this so. to us, bro. You know, they they spoil us with some great fights, and then we get a shitload of fucking snoozers, man. 
like next week. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this weekend. Like <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, oh. man. But fuck, man. This this event killed Singapore pay per view, man. Killed it. Yeah. Without a single um, title on the line, too. Yeah, exactly. With two titles on the line and with the KO with JJ. I mean, yeah, that was good and all, but fuck, bro. The the whole entire event was just like even the commentators were like, What the fuck is going on here in Texas? Dominic yeah. Cruz was like, What the fuck is going on? So yeah, man, it's uh it was awesome. It was an awesome well, this event. This event looks pretty cool. I mean the main card, the prelims I could care less about any of those, but yeah, I say here, man. Chris Curtis is fighting Rodolfo Vieira. Yep. <clears throat> well, before we get onto that card, uh, Rudy, let's uh, do what we always do and grade the fight poster. Oh, let me pull up Just that another whatever poster from the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks too cartoonish. Oh no! You know, it, it, it kind of looks like a, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> that and then they, they look fake, fake, like super fake. You said you liked it, remember? I never said I liked it. <laughs> Nobody said they liked it. I haven't said it, so I can't it. say anything. Scott McKinnon or Emmett said they liked it, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Scott. Scott was the one that said that he liked it. It looks okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give it a, a balls or ass rating. I'll, I'll give it a one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a <laughs> one as well. <laughs> I'll just give it a one on but on your guys' opinion. So Yeah. It looks like it looks like you're looking at these two fighters uh um from inside of uh, your house looking at them outside the window and they're just like standing there posing. Okay. That sounds pretty fucking I mean sound it sounds pretty boring and lame, but whatever. <laughs> Bro. Someone in a bad mood. Man. Someone didn't eat their maple syrup today. <laughs> I'll give it a 1.3. Why the 0.3? Why a 1.3? What? What? Oh my God. Only David will pull that one out. (laughs) I'm going to do Verdoom face forever now. The filter and sharpening. (laughs) But oh well. I'm uh, actually interested in uh, a few specific fights on this card, especially the co main event. Southcott, Rachmanov, and Neil Magny. Mm-hmm. I know the man Ross Marquis is interested in this fight. Mm-hmm. Shout out Rachmanov, man. Against Magny, anytime I pick against Magny, he wins. In this mm-hmm. case, I am picking against him, but he's not winning this fight, man. Hmm. <laughs> you don't think Neil Magny's going to win this? I think Neil Magny's winning this fight, I think bro. so, too. That's my boy, man. That is my boy. We're, we're, I'm going to pick Neil Magny. Win or lose, I'm still sticking behind him. I don't care who they put in front of him. I'm I'm picking him to you win. You put him man. against Mike motherfucking Tyson. I'm gonna pick Neil Magny. I'm gonna pick. You Neil put Magny him against too. Tyson Fury. I'm gonna pick Tyson I'm Fury. Picking. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Rudy. That was good. <laughs> you put you put King Kong in front of Neil Magny. I'm still picking Neil Magny. No, I'm picking Jake Paul. King Kong ain't got shit on Jake Paul. Yeah, Chavez yeah. smoked him. Oh. Remember I said it. Well, say what now? Yeah. <laughs> but the other fight that I'm interested in, Rudy mentioned is the Chris Curtis Rodolfo Vera. That's by the night material. 
Um, the uh, Umar Namaga Madoff Nate Manus fight is super interesting. It's a uh, second fight. Yeah, that's the first two fights on the main card. So other than that, there is some pretty decent matchups. I think the Josh Parisian fight, uh, Alan Bodo. I don't think that sees the, the judges' scorecards there. So oh, that's uh, far- gonna be a good one, dude. I, I like watching the Alan Bodo fight because he reminds me of uh, uh, Bubba from uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> 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 shrimp gumbo. We got shrimp soup, shrimp oh, where's my Bubba? Shrimp. I have a Bubba shrimp hat too. Damn it! I have a damn it. He looks exactly like that guy. Look, look. Just so you can't say I'm lying, he looks exactly like him. Look at this guy. Can't tell me that's not the dude from Forrest Gump. Who who are we talking about? Alan Baudal, oh. Black Samurai. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the matchmaking's pretty wide on there. Like Josh Parisian's way ahead of him. Um, that, that that's I mean, Bado's out there fighting probably to stay in the UFC, you know, so it probably will deliver. But uh Parisian's tough as nails, man. I, I won't re- very rarely pick against him. The only heavyweight fight on the card, so we know what heavyweights do in that cage. So I got Bubba Gump shrimp. I got Bubba. And I Any can say fun? right now the sandwich of the night is gonna be the first fight. Jin Yu Frey versus Vanessa Demopolis. Demopolis. I think oh, that's yeah, going to be the sandwich of the. Yeah, I think that's the sandwich of the night, man. So I would agree. I concur. Yeah. I think like, a low key fight of the night, too, could be a Cody Durden and a JP Bays, too. Oh, JP Bays, man. That guy. That guy he's has got the ground game. Mm-hmm. And Cody Durden, when he goes to the ground, he's pretty nasty, too. So. Early mm-hmm. out the gate, that's the 125 matchup, the sole flyweight fight on this card. Uh, I love the flyweights, man. I think, uh, well, our boy Jimmy Durden smoked uh, Cody Durden. But since then, he's been doing pretty well, man. And uh, it's a great matchup with the uh, Bays. I think he's going to mix it up well. But I'll go to Cody Durden for sure in that fight. I'm excited for Olberg versus Minchikui. That's going to be Minchikui. an interesting fight, man. Um, it is. Yeah, it's, it's weird because Olberg has fought – and Chukwi and uh, Ms. Chukwu. <laughs> so, uh, these guys with these weird names seem to beat him. So watch out, Olberg. I, I got the uh, Ninchukwi, Ninchukwu curse going on you. So I, I've got the Fon and Chukwi winning this by devastating knockout. Yeah, I got Chuck Kamalu. Mark, do you have your picks uh, locked in? Are you looking at the car now? Any other fights interesting you on that? I will make my picks probably tonight or tomorrow. So yeah. you all see on Saturday what my picks are. And tomorrow, look at the card. Yeah, and tomorrow I will be putting the uh, typology picks. So get your okay. taps ready. I will get your taps ready and join my group there at Typology, yep. so that way I can make it easier for me to uh, tally up the points and get you get that winner that same night. So. Um, and then this card, too, is not going to be an early card, man. It's going to start just like any regular time at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So we got – and it's live on ESPN. And uh, uh, the main card is on ESPN and the prelims on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. It is going to start uh, just like like I said, any other uh, pay-per-view. It's uh, going to be at 7 at night. So, yeah, it's going to be – yeah, prime time. We got the whole. I'll be multi-streaming a bunch of events that night. Then. Yeah. I'll, I'll be watching. 
the trend should continue, hopefully, but in order to balance out everything that happened in UFC Austin, I wouldn't be surprised if a whole lot of decisions happen on this card. I'm, gonna throw that out. I, I'm picking all decisions then, just because of what you said, David. <laughs> all decisions. All of them. You know, Everybody's going to win. All draws. Decision. All draws, actually. All draws. No, a record number of draws. That's, that's what's going to happen. Like four draws out of nowhere. Hey, there's got to be a balance out there. The MMA gods keep control. They have total control over what happens in that cage, you know. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, there's also a PFL, like you mentioned about PFL 5. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis, a uh, great main event with, uh, what's his name? Man, he's, he's super legit. Uh, main event, uh, Bruno Capeloza. That guy's mm -hmm. fights are always exciting, man. So... PFL is another event that's uh, uh, taking place tomorrow along with uh, XFN. But I think mm -hmm. they are on – where is that event streaming on, Rob? Is it? Uh, ESPN and ESPN Plus. Yep. So, so you got a packed weekend of fights on ESPN. You mm -hmm. got the PFL tomorrow, and then you've got the UFC on Saturday. And mm -hmm. uh, Bellator, of course. Is on. Yeah, Bellator. Yeah, yep. yeah Bellator is going to be good. A buddy of mine makes his debut. Nice. Dude, the PFL poster is fucking dope. Yeah, they do a good job. I, mean, I like. Hell do. yeah, man! That poster looks sick. Bellator, they just don't care. They're just like they red don't. and black and white. Just slap it on there and let's roll. They're just like <laughs> they're as whatever. bad as UFCs. They're as bad as UFCs. It is. I mean, it you is. got a legend in Gegard and Masashi, and it's just like a standard photo of him <laughs> and Gegard. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, but. We'll see. We'll see if Anthony Pettis uh, can uh, weather the storm with uh, Stevie Ray. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, because on the prelims yeah. of uh, Bellator, I totally forgot the uh, Cat Zagano's coming back, and then uh, Rudy Lara's cousin Alejandra oh. Lara. Yeah. No, I shouldn't right. say that about my cousin, but <laughs> she's a looker, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. A fight mm -hmm. I like to, I'm looking forward to is the Saba Hamasi and the Mekong Mendica. That's a banger of a matchup. If you're watching Bellator prelims, don't miss that fight. Like Mekong Mendica is legit. He's former champion, 170 pounds. Uh, Hamasi always brings it, man. I remember when Tim Means fought Saba Hamasi in the UFC years ago. Probably one of the nastiest cuts that's ever happened, like in the UFC. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then, uh, yeah, Brent Prime is fighting tomorrow as well on Bellator. Uh, who else, man? Uh, like, Aaron uh, Jeffries from Canada. Yep, Aaron Jeffries fighting. Yeah. And then opening the card, it's uh, Bryce Logan versus Mandel Nalo, another Canadian. Mm -hmm. Magomed, so, Magomedov is uh, super legit, too. At 135, he's probably going to be a fighting for the belt here soon and anybody with that last name or Oz, Mobs, Gobs, they're running the game in every promotion. So <laughs> Yeah, but it, but Enrique about. Enrique Barzola, dude, he's a tough bastard, man. It's gonna be really hard to yeah, he's gonna be pretty hard to put him away. But either way it's gonna be a good fight. That's that's gonna be an amazing fight. Yeah, it's a it's a packed weekend of fights. So like I always mm -hmm. said mentioned at the beginning of the show. Every round, every minute, you're missing out because this weekend's it's a treat, man. And there's a what it, Mark is a, a hockey playoffs or the final Stanley Cup. Who's up yeah, in that? Tampa Bay um, No, Colorado's up three to one in the series. 
I know that the game is tonight, right? Isn't that game tonight? I believe so. Yes, you're right. So they yeah. could finish it off tonight unless Tampa Bay somehow wins. But I feel like yeah. Colorado is going to finish it off. But I could care less because I don't like either team. <laughs> I don't like that sport. Me neither. Unless it's ice Bay. wars. <laughs> Unless it's ice wars, bro. I don't want nothing, nothing to do with it. Yeah. And we all know who David wants to see on ice wars, don't we, David? Paige oh, Van Zant. <laughs> nope. Gotta have <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm willing yeah. to it. Mark, you better <laughs> sign up before it's too late. Yeah, dude. You sign better up sign it. up. Get get <laughs> signed up. I'll, I'll get you the contacts for you to get on to Ice Wars, bro. <laughs> I haven't been on skates in like almost 20 years, but I'll do it. <laughs> well, that'll, that'll make it fun and exciting then. <laughs> We're going to be laughing the whole time. I mean, he's like, fall, Mark, break an ankle. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. No, well, let's uh, go ahead and get into our next segment. Rudy, cue up the... Outside the Cage News. Let's see if we can hear it through the microphones. Oh, yeah. You can always hear it through the mic. Or the headphones, I mean. I can't, I can't hear it when, it when you put it on. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, as always, there's some interesting news outside the cage. Sometimes more interesting than what's happening in the cage. And, of course, this week. <laughs> We're starting off with none other than the notorious Conor McGregor talks of the Floyd Mayweather rematch. Oh Make my God! Come on, are you serious? I, dig it. I mean, if if it happens, if if this fight does happen, you know Mayweather's going to bet on himself, and this time he's going to say the thirteenth round. And just mess with Connor and knock him out on the 13th yeah. round. Yeah, they'll have an extra round just to, yeah. Just for the fuck of it. <laughs> That's going to be the stipulation. Got to be 15 yeah. rounds going down. It'll on be the 13th. a 15 rounder. Yeah, it'll be like an old school boxing mm-hmm. match where they used to fight like 25 mm-hmm. rounds. But yeah, it'll go to the 13th round. Yeah. They got to go know. out there like, like pugilists and fight like this. <laughs> hmm. dukes. I ain't got no run. fucking dukes. Because uh, I was going to ask Dale too. I didn't know about that event happening in uh, Tokyo. I believe it was uh, called just the what is it? The event or the match that drew a bigger gate than anything the UFC's ever done. I forgot who the guys were fighting. Did you see the post that Dale put up uh, in the Tokyo Dome room? Oh yeah, that's why he was yeah. all excited about that uh, kickboxing stuff, man. Yeah, apparently it drew like a fifteen million dollar gate. And that's like yeah. four, or five, four or five million more than Connor and uh, Floyd. So yep. I think yep. Floyd caught wind of that, and they're like, "Well, we could probably run it back and maybe outdo that and do it at fucking wherever, wherever the Cowboy Stadium, whatever they want to do." Right? And it was a yeah, and it was they're a doing K-1 it in Ireland. Event. It was a K one event that drew in fifteen million on the gate. Yeah, and it was free live on TV, a free event, but they packed that dome, man. 15 million, bro. That's fucking insane. Yeah, 15 million in that place. No, no, no. That's what they made on the gate. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Packing that dome, they they, they made out 15 million, man. Which is... It's, so That's right crazy. now, where we're at in 
on this earth in this time and day, Conor McGregor, Floyd, we see it before 2022 ends. No. No. I say next year. I say next year in Ireland in a soccer stadium. No, I could see it happening this year, you know, towards the end of the year. Make some money. It'd be maybe uh, New Year's Eve then, Rudy. Because I think next year is when Connor's making his MMA comeback. He's not doing it this year, so I think a little boxing match to, uh, you know, get get the juices flowing would be good for him. You know, he's not gonna have to be kicking and potentially yeah, fucking true. up his leg. So it's that's it's true. just a, it's a good little test run, man. A, a little ramp jump start, and if he could if he could do something and finish Mayweather, which is highly unlikely, but if he does. Bro, imagine the kind of hype that's going to be on him coming into the next year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the king again, man. King on top. He so will never shut the hell up ever again. I think again. he's going to be a highly motivated uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, he's put on a lot of weight and muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be different, man. You know, it's going to be different. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting matchup, and I, I do think that it happens before the end of the year. A big draw, big money, and you know Floyd likes money. Mm-hmm. And if Dana can make money in the UFC, they love money. I think it happens. I think it happens. Yeah. I think Dana end. has it under Zufa Boxing. I bet you though. No, and I bet no? you anything. If that does happen, they're gonna have Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz on the same fucking card. Yep. Yeah, I was just gonna get to that. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, the the next man in line outside the cage. Nate Diaz, we know he hasn't fought in five years already, and he's been on such big layoffs in the prime of his career, him and Nick. Uh, apparently, he's asking for the release, the negotiating in public, as you will, but there has been talks of him fighting Jake Paul. We know that. And uh, Nate into the bo- round of boxing, I'm all for it. I think there's big paydays for him. Whether they do release him or not, they got to get him a fight, man. Like, how long is it going to take? Like, the ace up his sleeve, Dana White's got his encounter fight in MMA, of course. Dana's got the John Jones ace up his sleeve. We're waiting on that. But as far as Nate Diaz, man, like, I guess the Kevin Holland fight is something to to give him on the way out just to fi- finish out the contract. But if it is a complete release in the Jake Paul fight, fuck it, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah I, I dig that Kevin Holland matchup, bro. Uh, you know, two of the biggest shit talkers in the sport going at mm-hmm. it. That would be fun. A fun mm. fight, a fun event. Um, just leading up to it would be fun. I hope if they do it, you know, they give them, give them a little bit of time to build up the shit talking because that shit's fun. Well, yeah, if if uh, Connor does fight uh, Mayweather, it's got to be after the Mayweather um, exhibition bout that he's got with uh, I forgot, I can't even pronounce the guy's name. So that well, he's, he's winning that fight. It's all, it's well, safe. yeah, for sure. It's good. He's going to, I mean, there's no doubt he's not going to lose, but you know, it's got to be something right after that fight. So I don't know, maybe October. Yeah. Maybe October. Yeah. Maybe November. Mm. December, no. possibly New Year's Eve, maybe. No. No, no, I don't know. I don't think it would be a New Year's Eve event. I, I, I'm thinking more of a of October, early November event. Yeah, got to make that money to to buy the presents, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering what they do with Kevin Holland at this point too, because there's like not only is it Nate Diaz fight just 
that is the fight I want to see. It's it's necessary, even if it is Nate's last fight. Super we never see Connor and uh and Nate three though. I mean, we we kind of have to see that fight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I want to see Connor versus Nate three. I don't think Connor won the second one. Um, no, but you know, I I want to see a definitive answer with the third one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's a grudge match, bro. They gotta do that shit. And make it and a bad motherfucker belt. Yeah, they could do. Yeah, there you go. Bring up into that belt. Yeah, bring that back into place. And uh, as far as uh, Kevin Holland sweepstakes, like I said, challenges for him, like a Chimaev fight, would be fucking insane too. Like, oh, that would be a great fight too, man. That would be an awesome fight. That Chimaev versus Holland. Is that the 70 division? I think that's where Kevin Holland belongs. He probably could go back to 85. He said he wants to fight yeah. Brunson again. Or and you know possibly- what? You know, it'd be great. Diaz versus all of Team Alpha Male. Just line them up on the fucking wall and let him just yeah. run down. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'd like to see him in slap fighting, the slap fighting competition. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would oh, watch that. The, the new uh, promotion that I never knew was my favorite sport, courtesy of our I was Cyrus just going to say Cyrus Pease commentating. Slap it. <laughs> Cyrus, you the man. <laughs> and he was doing commentating remotely from his house. Like, that's how much mm-hmm. of a gangster he is. Yeah. But yeah, he hadn't known. Slap ass is a thing. Slap ass. Oh, slap ass. Yeah. It's all females. And it's It's exactly what you think it is. It's all females. All females in a bikini slapping each other's ass. And see who gives up. Oh. And see who gives up and how red that ass cheek gets. Oh, I got to watch that. (laughs) thanks to cyrus yes cyrus shout out to you slap ass you gave slap ass one that, that was slap ass one slap ass one i can't yeah. wait for slap ass two yeah return of the slap yeah that's, be just, yeah, that's that's interesting bro i gotta google that now <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that does fall in the outside the cage news, so perfect timing. But, um, yep. uh, another outside the cage news, uh, story that uh, we heard earlier today. Uh, we know Donald Cerrone didn't fight Joe Lozon, he's oh, yeah, next week. Uh, he's fighting Jim, Jim Miller. Miller. We yep. talked about Jim Miller last week, he's fighting out his contract. You know, Jim Miller's been a long time tenured UFC fighter, just about as long as Donald Cerrone, if not longer. But, um, I don't know if this is the last fight for both. It's a great matchup, like. I don't know. Donald doesn't want to cut that weight. He's still pretty much on weight, so it does make sense there because Donald's kind of cutting that 55. He looks super lean, man, and uh, him ramping it back up and just saying, fuck it, let's ride. That's what Cowboy does, and uh, I'm, that's, I'm cool with it, man. I like the fight. I think, uh, you know, we got the two uh, junkyard dogs fighting each other because, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Miller's one of those junkyard dogs, man, and, and Cowboy is is in that same realm right now and Cowboy. for him not be yeah for him not to be able to fight Lozon again but Slap this time is ridiculous the... dude <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew you were watching it <laughs> all right Rudy <laughs> uh, for Cerrone to come in 
when he already made weight to make weight for next week is going to be an easy cut for him. Yeah. You know, so he's ready. He's ready. He's already gone through a fight camp for Lozon twice. Now he's just got to fine tune a little bit more things, I guess, and, and uh, keep his weight on point. So that way he doesn't look, you know, sick as fuck like this last uh, weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's going to be a good fight, man, with uh, Jim Miller. Dude, he's a tough bastard. So, it's, And it's an it, it, interesting fight, too, because they have not fought before, right? They Jim never fought, fought before. Everybody, Cowboys fought everybody, but here we Except, are now, yep. and they're matched up. So I like that. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy that they never fought each other after all the years fighting, Cowboy fighting everybody every two days, you know what I mean? So, but, um, but yeah, another interesting oddball call out. I think I posted in the chat. Uh, there's nothing like we ever expected. Somebody calling out Mike Tyson and it happened to be Bob Sapp. <laughs> Fucking Bob Sapp, bro. <laughs> why, Bob? Why? Is it because he saw Mike Tyson in that Bumblebee uh, suit or that costume? Hey, if uh, Bob Sapp wins, my slot machine goes up in value. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so I'm all that, for that, Bob Sapp. That, 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 that slot machine is racist. Call him Bob Slap. Heck yeah, it's racist. Bob sure. Slap ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to see him be the uh, king of the slap ass competition. Slap yeah. ass. You will yeah. never see males on that promotion. It's all females. Well, I I think that's just wrong and sexy. Yeah. To be quite honest. Well, with yeah. well, it's it's just like lingerie fighting. Some people want to see a nice man, hairy man's ass. Okay. Some people, Gross. Not me. Gross. Just saying. Gross. For the ladies. Yeah. Well, there's another promotion out there, lingerie fighting championship. Yeah. There you go. So there's there's everything for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do you guys think of uh? The Henry Cejudo situation, as far as Aljamain Sterling and Dillashaw, apparently that fight's not officially official. But do we actually see the triple goat get a shot at Aljo, like right out the gate? Like yes. I know he's back in the start of testing. I think pool. so. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, will, he, yeah. he's back in the testing pool, so why not? Why not mm-hmm. give triple cringe that shit? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dillashaw might as well. Dillashaw's had the controversial past being suspended for PEDs and stuff. And I kind of, that's the reason why Aljo doesn't really want to give him a shot. But I think that's the fight, man. Dillashaw is the toughest dude for him at 135. Mm-hmm. I really hope that fight does get uh, pen to paper. But as far as Aljamain Sterling, the Henry Cejudo sweepstakes are there. And that's an interesting fight, man. When it comes to the triple cringe, not many people have been out there to, or have fighters have put him away. Do they you make I mean? platform wrestling shoes for triple cringe? <laughs> if they don't, I'm sure he's gonna get them made, and he's gonna wear them, and he's gonna Last be the same after. height as as uh, Aljo's top top of his fro. <laughs> we'll have to ask uh, Cyrus Pees has more detailed information about that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, so our boy Tommy commented on here that Jim Miller one minute knockout retires Cowboy. Oh, yeah, that's another fight that's going to happen. He, he accepted the fight on short minute. Yeah. Last minute yeah. news was uh, Cowboy Cerrone. So, yeah, I think Jim Miller is going to uh, – he's going to murk Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. 
And that supposedly Bob Sapp called the called him out years ago. That's what Tommy's commenting on here. But he didn't he just re, he called him out uh, again, you know? right? No, 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 no. no. At, at Mike Tyson, Bob Sapp. Oh yeah, he he's always calling out Mike Tyson, dude. <laughs> they need to pack the Tokyo Dome for that one. Bigger crowd than mm-hmm. that one. Show. <laughs> Why the Main hell event. Well, and then our 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 most uh, I know it's uh, Mark's favorite fighter, um, fighting uh, Tommy Fury. Uh, Mark, what's his name again? It's not my favorite fighter. It's Rudy's favorite fighter. Jake Paul? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah, Mark bro. to say it. <laughs> He's the greatest ever. Yeah, greatest Paul. of all time. Jake. Goat. Oh, my God. You know, when no, we think not. of goat, the goat status, Tom Brady's up there, Michael Jordan, and fucking Jake Paul, Mount Rushmore Jake. goats. Jake, Jake Paul's Paul. a fucking twat. Now you take that no. back. Oh, yeah. You no. know what? who else is on that Mount Rushmore? John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait for that one there. Yep. 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 So Jake Paul fighting Tommy Fury. That's finally a uh, a go. So wow. we all know who's gonna I win. Think August eighth is that not from August sixth. August sixth. One of those days. See, same stipulations. Mark knew. Is it the same stipulations where if Tommy loses, he has to change his name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the stipulation is. No, it's a table, ladders, and chair match, bro. No, I meant... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the Paul brothers, I heard some story. uh, I don't know. I think it may have happened recently, but it was with uh, Dylan Dennis and uh, Logan Paul, and they were at, like, a New York club or something. Pulled out a gun on them and shit. Yeah. Wait, what? That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah no, that's why somebody was talking. I think Michael Bisping brought it up on his podcast, but I was like, "What in the fuck is Dylan Dennis doing? Like that guy hasn't fought anybody in like four years. Like when is that dude gonna somebody gonna kick his ass?" Dildo you know I mean? Danis. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I totally even forgot that he existed. You know what? I want to see a match between Dildo Danis and TJ Dildo Jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's oh bare knuckle. God. But just so, the, just so I can say their names. <laughs> you posted something recently, didn't it, Dana? Said uh, send any boxers you want or uh, yeah. those you don't want back or some bullshit. It's like, man, somebody needs to fight that guy and just somebody put him needs out. To send his ass to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go fight? Go fight over there, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the that's the outside the cage news. That's like that's the segment is definitely necessary because there's so much shit back and forth. Twitter, it is man. And if you don't keep up with all that and like talk about it and chime in, you're also not a real fan too. I want to add that. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not posting it on the Fightbook MMA uh, Facebook group, you're not a true fan. That's true too. (laughs) Uh, Another uh, fight too that's. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Willie Zhang and Carla Esparza. Uh, Mackenzie Dern said she'd, she'd uh, pull up for the uh, interim title fight against Willie Zhang. You know, I'm hearing the only way Carla will fight Wiley is if Wiley gets in a big cookie costume. <laughs> mm. 
They might, they might just make it happen. I don't know. That was the worst shit ever, huh? That that was kind of oh painful my... just to even listen to. Yes. Yeah. On that note, thank you so much. We're going to end the show. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That would be fucking oh, funny though. Fuck. If somebody could convince Wiley to do it and say, "Hey, you know what?" She said, "Do it at the fucking weigh-ins." If they told her yeah. that, you know what? She'll she will fight you if you make a TikTok video of you in a cookie outfit, and then she fucking does it. It would and, just and have seem desperate. and have Oscar the Grouch being there eating a bunch of cookies. <laughs> yeah, Oscar the Grouch could be Joanna Jim Jacek, <laughs> looking like ET and shit in the trash can. Imagine her, dude. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh god, I love that ET looking picture of her, man. Uh, she just got her ass destroyed the first time. Like Wiley? Oh my god. She got dude, beaten to was... a bloody pulp. She got beaten. That's the way I expected Deron Wynn to look at the end of the fight. You know, that's the kind of beating he uh, took. That fight took several years off his life for sure. For I don't see him. Deron Wynn fighting again, bro. Well, maybe to finish out his contract or whatever, but. That was bad. It was like, I mean, who, who was the referee in that fight, though? Now that we mentioned that, like, was it Herb Dean or who was it? I don't remember. I think it was Mazagati. <laughs> I think Steve Mazagati secretly refereed three fights that night. I think it was, was a good. special guest ref, Mick Foley. <laughs> with with Sako. Oh, then that, that was Mankind, not Mick Foley, bro. Yeah, Mankind was Sako. They both do Sako. I think Irving huh? did a full sprint across the well, cage. I wouldn't know, bro. I'm not an M- a WWE out. superstar like you, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out. Mark comes out into the podcast uh, in two weeks with his little uh, machine. I am a Rudy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's classic right there, though. Yeah. That's, that's classic, Kane. That's the class. <laughs> but he can talk now. He can talk yeah. now, which is exactly. kind of weird that he's that he's yeah. able to talk. What happened? That's just, that's I know. Himself, there was a, it's he's a like miracle. A senator or something now, or Who the cane? Yeah, yeah he's a senator, acting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, fellas. Anything else, uh, David, for the Outside the Cage news? Oh, yeah. Didn't you get invited to a certain promotion that's coming to your I backyard? did, actually. BKFC is coming in August here in front of my house, literally 10 minutes from where I live. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, sent me the credentials for me to cover their event. We're actually going to have Christina Ferrer coming on the show in July, the end of July, to talk about her fight as she is main eventing that event. So awesome. It's gonna be badass. Fuck yeah, she is, dude. She is like badass. Very down earth uh person and she's she's, dude, she's just like a warrior warrior Mm -hmm. warrior mentality, man. She goes out there and just (laughs) she destroys everything she touches. She does. (laughs) And I I can't like my ex wife, huh? (laughs) <laughs> and I told her I I want you to talk some shit on the show when you're on. And she's like, 
I got you. So we're going to have some choice words off of Christina. She's like, you know what? I'm going to call this bitch's mom. Get her on the phone. <laughs> Do a Zoom, send her a Zoom link. Hey, what's I up, should, bitch? Hey, I'm going to beat I'm your friends? daughter's ass. I'm friends with both of them on Facebook, so I can actually have them both on that and they can talk shit bro. to each other. Oh, that'd be oh, great. Just a fighter doing that. You know what? I'm like bringing that, their bro. mom on. I kidnapped their mom, and I'm going to bring her live on the show and embarrass her. And then I'm going to let her go. But still, that's <laughs> ultimate pwn. That's how you get in another fighter's head. You kidnap their mom. We need to do a segment or a, just a full-on-out show separate from sitting ringside, just stirring up the pot, MMA. Mm-hmm. Right. Have everybody just fucking talk shit to each other that's fighting, like, the week of or previous, like, Dude, two weeks I, out. Dude, we could definitely we could get John Jones and Daniel Cormier again. Oh, you know, man, hey, pussy, you still there? <laughs> you think I'm just gonna let you kill me, John? Do you think that's gonna happen? I will literally kill you. Oh, what, a, what a cool era that was! Like never, nothing ever will compare to that rivalry of John Jones no, and the great Daniel Cormier. Who, in fact, like I mentioned earlier, he will be inducted to the modern wing of the UFC Hall of Fame. It's on that uh, UFC 276 stacked stack card. So I don't know if this UFC card this weekend will deliver. I'm hoping, hoping all the fights stay intact and we keep the trend going with knockout after knockout. But mm-hmm. draws the rest decisions. Hey, yep. uh, you know, Chell Sonnen had some choice words for John Jones. He said, "No one wants to see. Uh, no fans want to see fat ass John Jones get his ass." Beat. <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I want to see him win. I don't. I know he's gonna win. I do too. I know he's Sounds gonna like win. He's a little jealous. He's he's a little jelly. I remember Cheryl's <laughs> best uh, quote when he was uh, talking shit to John Jones when they fought. It was uh, John Jones pizza, extra cheese. Or what did he say? Oh. Back in the West, <laughs> he was like, "You can get the uh. John Jones special." <laughs> you, there's nobody else like Chell. Chell's the go, no. in my opinion. Yeah, yep. one, two, three, four, and one, always. Yep. All right, fellas. We had an awesome show tonight. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, give good thanks and a shout-out to Dale Cook and to Frank Near for being on the show um, right after the weigh-ins. That was pretty cool to be able to talk to them. Uh, so don't miss XFN 381 live on UFC Fight Pass. Fight Book MMA is covering that event, and it's going to be fun. Don't miss Bella Mir making her U.S. and XFN debut. Don't miss this kickboxing tournament because it's going to be fire. These guys are coming in to just beat the shit out of each other and win fast because that's going to make them fight again in this tournament. And then we'll see who the, the kickboxing heavyweight king is at the, for XFN. So don't miss out. It's going to be badass. And, uh, yeah, don't miss out the other uh, fights. Um, that Fight Book MMA is going to be live streaming. There's about four or five events that uh, we're going to be streaming live on the website. So there's a shit ton of events that uh, we're going to be uh, watching. So, yeah. Other than that. David, you know what to do, homie. Yes, sir. Another one in the books. Glad to join everybody tonight. 
I made it happen. I had to pull some strings, but it happened. And uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure, boys, every Thursday night. So shout out to Dale Cook and uh, Frank Mir for jumping on. Great guests, great conversations. And next week, uh, we are out. We will yes. be back uh, for UFC. Well, we won't do the 276 breakdown, but we'll be back the following week. So no show next Thursday. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Always a good time. I'm sitting ringside, five book MMA over here. So uh, for myself, Dave Rodriguez, Rudy Lahr, producer at hand, Mark Ambio Miller, Roberto Villa, the boss, wouldn't be possible without you. We are sitting ringside. If you want all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock, go to fightbookmma.com. If you want to listen to this show in audio format, look us up on any podcast platform. I have radio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it, check us out. Sitting ringside, fightbook MMA. And for that said, 136 in the books. We out. Enjoy the fights.